past some, you know, I'll, I'll get nostalgic or something. Like when David Bowie died, I played a bunch of his tunes one night. Well, I had, I had the bachelor pad set up and there were times, you know, you get that five CD rack, the rotating five CD <laughs> display. That's when you knew you were going to get your duck, your dick sucked at. That's when you were really cool. And uh, I would just play, you hit random and go. And I'd just be hanging out in the house by myself and be cleaning and vacuuming and doing whatever I want. You could play video games. And even with tenants, it was basically my first duplex I had. It was nothing but a, a, a triplex of bachelors. Um, and it was wonderful because, you know, Dave would play his music and Paul would hit, play his music and I'd play my music. Everyone would go to bed by about 10, but I'd go off and and party away from the house but yeah i have not the last time i just threw on a random bit of music and hung out at home man it's been so long it's been it's been at least a decade since i've done that wow you should go back and do it man just for the reality of it i should i should but now i'm kind of pondering like okay why is that doc i'm sure you can't because you got you know kids running around in a family uh yeah i mean if they go somewhere I can jam out. I've got a nice set of bows hooked up here on the on the desktop. So yeah, definitely. Can you hear that all throughout the house though? Where you just hit play? No, and go I mean do- if I was downstairs doing some stuff, I could. But no, if I. But when I was in uh, when I was in high school, I I built a six foot tall stereo rack, and it was filled with components from the bottom all the way to the top. I had two amps, two equalizers, a turntable on top, like different configurations of, of cassette decks. I had um, vector research speakers with double woofers. I mean, this thing was amazing. And I sold it to like a relative for like 200 bucks. I probably put oh. like five grand into it. I was like, you know, it just got outdated. And it did have this, it, one of the CD players had the five disc changer. It was cool. I mean, it could rock the neighborhood. Actually, you know what you reminded me of when you told that I was visualizing this rack system was I had a flashback to that movie from 1985, Back to the Future, in the very beginning. Where it was like that. <laughs> it, was, it was like that. And uh, hey, when we had severe weather, I think I might have told you guys this. I, I, I had a corner room, and uh, our house was down in this neighborhood where all of the World War II, you know, vets and their widows lived. So, you know, I would put the speakers up in the corner. And I would blast the air raid siren every time we get bad weather. And wow. <laughs> Our house was built in the 60s. It had a bomb shelter. So all the neighbors would come over and they would go into our basement and shut the door. And my parents never, no one ever picked up on that because it was so realistic. Um, and I would always just pair it with like, it had to be pretty bad weather, but like they're so, and my parents would be like, oh yeah, okay. You know, and then everybody would go down and, I never got busted on it once. Um, what, what was in your bomb shelter? So you had the stereo in your house. Stereo was but- the bomb shelter. Um, so that was built. My parents bought that house. that had the bomb shelters built in the 60s, 18 inch thick walls downstairs and a Fuck. blast door. So you'd go in it and a steel blast door. Um, and yeah, I mean, it was, it was probably about, you know, eight by you know, eight by 10, maybe. I think those, those were just built to, they weren't like, they were just built to survive the blast. It wasn't like you were going to camp down there for weeks. No. Yeah. There's no way you could camp down there. Um, but it definitely would have survived the blast. 
I mean, who the hell's going to blast a town of a thousand people? I mean, we're, we were <laughs> we were twenty. Well, Russian gets lost. The Russians. That's who. Those evil, no good Russians. <laughs> was, it was a pretty cool thing, though. My mom used it as a fruit seller, but like, yeah, you come over and my friends would be like, "Oh, what the hell is this all about?" So, so you'd you'd hit the siren and then what? The whole neighborhood's just standing there like a quiet mosh pit, like a bunch of. You know, I would take my dirt bike and we would go. I would go like. Uh, two, three blocks away, and I could still hear the siren because I'm pumping out, you know, 200 watts, and I have a huge dresser in the corner of this tiny room, and I, I'm able to position the speaker so one goes out one window and one goes out the other. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you really didn't hear it too much in the house, but uh, I could hear it like two blocks away, and it it was very close to the actual city siren, which was very shitty and pretty quiet. So, like, it was, a, you know, it was approximated enough where people would hear it. And then, yeah, they'd be on their porches and stuff like that. And there was this big bush that kind of covered my window area. So you couldn't, like, look over and see the speakers. It was perfect. I don't know how I, I ever got away with I probably did that 10, 12 times. And I remember they would knock on the door. Katie, you know, and her husband had died in World War II, and and uh, you know, These she was poor in her 70s. Oh my God! And, uh, and then Eddie, Eddie, who was on like I think the USS Arizona, Alvin Alvin Pine, yeah, so Pearl Harbor took, survivor, great, he took everything Pearl like Harbor survivors. He wasn't messing around, so they would come in, and then they would all camp downstairs, you know, and and then I don't know if I would give the updates. Yeah, it was back in the day when, ah, uh, you know, without the internet and being able to check it out. You- That's what I was going to ask. Where did you find a copy? I mean, how were you playing a siren? Did you go down to the, the I had record a store? Tape. I had a cassette tape I, <laughs> of sound effects. But what did you buy? Sounds and, of Chaos or what? The Russians? What was the name of this tape? I don't I don't know. It, and then I dubbed it so it would play over and over and over again. And I, I was able to edit it pretty well so it mathed. It was, it was pretty close to how the city would do their siren and where would they raise it and lower it. Um, I think I, I, I got rid of all of my tapes, you know, but I, th- I kept a few and I think I actually kept that one. Um, in case you it, want to what, torture the neighborhood now. Oh God. It, I'm telling you though, it was, it was, I, I, I still, I look back at that and I'm like, how did I not get busted by my parents? And the fact that people would knock on the door Hello. and, and then, you know, but it was cool. Well, wait, 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 wait. Were they, was the bomb shelter attached to the house or did you have to go out into no, the No, it, it was in, you'd go in the basement and then uh-huh. it was a part of the basement. You'd open this door and then you'd walk into it from in the basement. It, it was, it was not external. You couldn't externally get to it. Oh, okay. That's why they're not getting it. I was thinking like, man, that'd be like a cool little fort or something. But then your ma, you know, commanded it for a fruit seller. And it was all damp. And I mean, there was like one light and it was just yeah no, it was a bomb shelter okay kids time to start the show ah we started it a while ago. i've been hitting record we've been on for i don't know 10 minutes five minutes one how dude how well bomb shelter I've, i didn't know anyone that owned a bomb shelter really yeah I mean, okay I, I mean i i outside of that house i i don't think i've been to a house that's had one um so, yeah, I mean, I don't know. wasn't that big of a wasn't that big of a deal. Well, uh, you, go, you go to the old buildings in New York, or I'm guessing maybe Chicago. They have what they, they, they there were these signs, fallout shelter, right? And mm-hmm. it would be like to go down into the basement of the building. 
I don't know if it would have done you any good. I mean, if you're if you lived in New York or Chicago, you're pretty much fucking ground zero. But I, I remember those old signs when I was a kid. I don't know if they still have them up anywhere. I remember them when I was a kid too. But I mean, the buildings would be collapsing. I mean, you'd be hosed, no doubt about it. You'd just be hosed. I actually worked for about four years in a restaurant that was built out of a bomb shelter in Madison, Wisconsin. Wow. Just, yeah, it was kind of kind of weird, kind of awesome. It was a Jamaican restaurant too, and it was painted all like cerulean blue on the inside, so it looked like you were undersea, and the ceiling was really low. Very but, moody. Was, but it had it. It had air. It had an aeration. So this wasn't to survive the blast. This was like something like, uh, oh, what's the the video? The Fallout series, where you're underground and then the nuclear blast happens and then your cryogenic chamber wakes up and you're 500 years later and scorpions are super huge and everything. Was it like that? Yeah, it was. It was kind of like that. I mean, underneath the building, there was the actual bomb shelter, like where you went when the blast hit, and then the the cinder block thing was what you would, I suppose, live in after the blast. My boss put thousands of dollars of wine in the actual bomb shelter under the bomb shelter, and it all went bad because it was like ninety degrees in there. Really? Oh, Wait, man. Yeah. I'm- I'm surprised it would be that hot down in a basement. That's too bad, though, that he lost all that wine. Yeah, it sucked. He, well, he had the boiler down there. Well, okay, really? This is a guy that runs a restaurant. <laughs> right oh, well, this well this this guy was this guy was a, a, a I'll be nice and say a unique individual. I was I was foolishly going to ask if it's still in business because then I would have liked to check it out. But I'm just going to assume it's not in business with. Uh, Mr. Schmoboy there putting wine in a basement next to a, a boiler. Well, I think it actually is in business because there are so few good restaurants in Madison that it basically has no competition. Did, did, did he know to keep the meat refrigerated? <laughs> I just, just want to know if I'm ever in that area. You know, where... Fortunately, it was my job. Okay. Yeah. Because, you know, that's bad if the meat is kept hot like that, you know. Yeah, I, I've I, I don't think I've ever come that close to seeing someone just burst into tears in public who was male. It was it was a it was a bad day. I had uh when I taught at a, a school they had a culinary program and I'm surprised half of America isn't dead based on the low level intelligence and idiots that attended those culinary programs. <laughs> they were Oh my God! They were so like if you couldn't get in, hey, they for thirty-seven grand you could you could go to their program and they would lower the standard so much just to get in. But man, some of those guys like the daytime TV uh, show commercials, like, hey, do you want an exciting job in the culinary arts? Those morons, those are the idiots that actually went. This guy must have been a, a graduate, I presume. I think his dad set him up in business. I worked I, I worked for a lot of people like that in Madison. The, actually, he wasn't even the prime example. I worked for this guy whose family owned Oscar Mayer Wieners. Really? Yeah. And uh, he they, they couldn't get him to graduate from college because he was a junkie. Like, he took his trust fund and, like, did a bunch of heroin and was always high and couldn't get through school. So to bribe him to get through school, they told him that if he managed to graduate, they would buy him a Humvee and a brew pub and so yeah so they turn your step back from the mic a little bit you're a little loud just a touch loud okay is that better yeah that's better 
Okay, they 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 bought him this this this. Obviously, he got the Humvee, and then they bought him this brew pub, and he set it up, and he started running it, and then he started just taking cash out of the cash register to go buy heroin with at night. So well, what did they expect? This is like Aaron's article he sent me the other day. <laughs> I mean, what the fuck is wrong with these parents? For fuck's sake! Yeah. So. He, he, because he was stealing from the cash register and he wasn't keeping track of how much he was stealing from the cash register, all of the bartenders started stealing from the cash register too <laughs> because there was no record of how much money was in there. So he did was... His, did his parents keep bailing him out? Is this place open next to the Jamaican bomb shelter place with the bad <laughs> meat and the bad wine? They eventually, like before the place completely tanked, like it was, it was bad. Like... He would come in wearing a purple jester hat. You know those rave hats from the 90s? He'd be wearing a purple jester hat and, like, sunglasses in the middle of the day. And he would just start screaming at the line cooks because he was convinced that the business was going under because the line cooks were using too many of his specially printed matches to relight the burners. Wow. Like, that was what was killing the business. Not the fact that he was creating a condition where everyone was stealing from the till. So his... His parents finally just yanked it and gave it to the, gave it to his cousin. I don't know what happened to him. See that, like John was pointing out, I am amazed how people who build up wealth, like if I were to ever have kids and I became super wealthy, I'm like, oh no, no, you're not getting a penny. You are going through the exact same hell. Matter of fact, even if you don't have a job, I'm going to go get you a uniform. I'm just going to have you walk out in the snow at 3 a.m. for (laughs) hours on end when it's 23 below zero. There is no way I'm going to give you a business or or money or any kind of – and hope and hope that maybe you get your act together. I never understood how rich people who work it up then think – that or, or don't think and think, well, it's just a matter of money. I'll just give money to my little piece of shit child that I never disciplined or, or challenged or, or set a hurdle for. And that will just result in a successful business or him getting off his ass and setting down the video game controller and, and a life of success and a workout. I've never understood how self-made millionaires are just self-made people thought they were doing their kids any favor by, well, I'm going to make it easier for them than when I had. It. It's almost like the World War II generation. They were so amazing because they went through the Great Depression and they went through a world war. Hell, some of them went through two world wars. And then they come along with the baby boomers like, I don't want you to suffer or anything. Here's free crap for everyone. <laughs> Didn't you call it, um, what, uh, leave me alone money? Is that for that's for the wives, but couldn't that be true for children too? The coma, keep Cappy. her off my ass money. Ah. Yeah. Couldn't I it? Think couldn't it? I mean, some, if the guy's a junkie and stealing from the till, it's like, ah, steal from that, and we could write it off on our taxes anyway. At least you're not stealing <laughs> from me. The, the purpose of coma, K-H-O-M-A, keep her off my ass money. The purpose of coma money, I'll explain it for the audience in case they <clears throat> didn't read behind the housing crash, which they all should. Um, in banking. You would in, invariably have a, uh, a husband who was a surgeon or a real business owner, some well-to-do guy, and, and we would lend the money based on him. And then he'd come in and, like, my wife wants a line of credit for her, her plate shop or her consignment store or some bobble shop or some crappy 
dipshittery of an idea that that Miffy uh, came up with on her own. And what it was is it's the, Muffy. The, it's Muffy. Muffy. <laughs> Muffy, Boopy, whatever. Just imagine a YZ a trophy wife. Uh, so the whole the, the whole loan would be underwritten by the financial strength of the husband. And he would just, yeah, here, here's cash for collateral, here's whatever, and, and just give her the money. And the whole idea was here's a quarter million dollars to get her out of the house. So she runs some damn business. Usually they're empty nesters. Like the kid finally left and she's driving him nuts. And he still has like this prestigious law firm to run. And so he'd give her coma money. And then she'd go down to her bobble shop and talk to the other trophy wife, aged whores. And like, oh my God, did you want to, oh my God, I got this thing. And it would perpetually lose money. And then you you get another infusion of cash from the husband. But yeah, that was basically it. It It was a coma loan. Um, but in this case, I mean, yeah, you could, you could say it's the same, but I, I'm just thoroughly convinced money unearned is a completely destroying force. I've, oh, yeah. I've never seen one person who inherited wealth or won the lottery, anyone who didn't earn it, just won it or got it, it destroys their lives uh, because it puts them on easy street and then they, they – are no longer able to value what has value in life. It's just simply given to them as they don't know what, you know, what is the value of that burger? What, well, you, you don't know what the value of that burger is unless you've starved. And if you've starved, then you really know what the value of that burger is. But yeah, I've, I've never seen, I've never seen free money help out anyone. Yeah, I guess. Wow. You, you just made me think of my ex's friend who was, I guess he was supposedly a brilliant violinist, but I never heard him play anything because he had a trust fund and he died of a crack overdose. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. Isn't that a tragedy? I'm sure he was the next fucking Mozart. I'm sure he was a nice guy too. and didn't think he was like, you know, queen bee or anything like that. That's uh... no, I haven't, I haven't seen it. I've never seen a rich kid that wasn't a complete ass. I mean, there was one, but for the most part, yeah, and it, and it doesn't surprise me that he would have the logic or the lack of logic to say, hey, you're using my special matches, and that's why my restaurant is going out of business. Right. <laughs> Not – I, I don't think he even realized that he was setting up a dynamic where everyone was going to steal from the till because even though he was a business owner, he had never kept a till. He had never counted a cash drawer at the end of a night. He had never actually – worked in a restaurant. He had no idea how it worked. And so he thought, well, I can just take money from the cash register because it's my money. It's being tracked somehow, right? Well, right. But he's never had to work, period, in his life. Right. So he doesn't have the concept of accounting systems, payroll, um, you know, debits or credits. And I'd argue that if you, if you raise these kids uh, to be trust fund babies or just spoiled, you don't even have to be rich. I saw that a lot where the the husband was faking being rich, but by gosh, the kids had, uh, they had a ski boat and they had those inflatable bouncy rafts that you could put on the lake. Uh, you could still spoil your kid with debt spending. Oh God. Uh, yeah. The kids who lived behind us, they had a swimming pool. Their dad worked in the mill. Mm-hmm. The mill. How did he afford a swimming pool if he worked at the mill? I have no idea. Well, it was, it was one of those white trash above ground swimming oh. pools, but they were they were they were definitely poor spoiled like they were they were they were little holy terrors because their parents never told them no 
never told them to do anything. The girl turned out okay, but the the guy, I think he's in jail. Yeah. Well, and that's it doesn't surprise me anymore because I mean we're all old now. We we saw what happened. I remember back in school, you know, the the really cool popular kid. He was he had a booze a, a locker full of booze, record number of suspensions. Uh, ended up going to prom when he was a freshman. I mean, everyone. And now the guy, you know, I looked him up. He's he's got a criminal record, bankruptcy, all that other stuff. And it's that's what happens when you just flood. You you drown your kid in money and you never make them work for it. Uh, yeah, it ends up. Oh, it's the matches. That must be the new accounting system. The match, the special matches accounting. It's not cash or accrual. It's the special match accounting system. It's the Rain Man system, right? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> two hundred two hundred eighty-eight was it? How many? I can't remember the exact number of matchsticks. <laughs> I'm not Rain Man. <laughs> so, for all you listeners, remember. It's all about the matches. That's the takeaway. That's yeah. the takeaway. Good. End of the show. We'll see you guys later. It's beautiful, <laughs> wonderful. It's Actually, it's, it is wonderful out here. I think, what, uh, Doc, you're down in Wisconsin, and you're in Chicago. Is it nice down there, too? It's very nice. That's beautiful. I almost hated doing this one because I, I went out and I golfed, and I had a cigar, and I grilled. And I'm Jeez. like, oh. Now I got to go out with those assholes on the podcast. I mean, I got to hang out with my good friend Doc and DJ and Anna and John. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> There'll still be some time left in the day. The sun will still be out when we're finished. It's, it's 80 degrees here in Seattle. Perfect. Is the sun out or? Oh, yeah. I mean, it, that was a, it wasn't like a crystal clear sky today, but it's sunny. Well, it's... Yesterday was crystal clear, but it was too fucking hot. I don't like it when it gets to the high 80s, man. They're having brownouts in Texas. I thought it was bad enough this past week when I was fighting floods and bees and all that and mold and the house wasn't getting dry enough. And so mold was growing. So I'm like attacking everything with bleach and uh, and that that spray. And then I hear like in Texas, 110 with humidity of 80 percent. I'm like, oh, put a bullet in my head now. Yeah, that that's the that in Minnesota here we do get sort of the worst of both worlds. We get the Arctic uh, jet stream swinging down in the winter time, and then in the summertime we get that Gulf jet stream swinging up. So, but today there's no humidity. It's nice today. Yeah, first day in about two weeks, I'd have to right, say. Right, right. Yeah, hey, my uh, my two brother-in-laws are heading out um, in California to go off-roading in the de- in the desert with, I don't know what the hell it is, a Toyota Fiji or I some vehicle, but they're totally, I mean, they packed all of their gas and everything, and they're going to be, like, out of contact with society for five days, you know. Got to take a, take a shovel as you're, you know, use the bathroom that becomes, uh, it's just crazy. Um, but, yeah, they're going to be totally off the grid for out in the desert. So, the, yeah. The Mojave Desert? Well, I don't, it must be, right? That's the only desert I know of in California. Yeah, so they're going to go there. And and he, so Doug actually took a course in how to use the vehicle for all this crazy off-roading stuff. He's an engineer with Google. And uh, he wanted to do this like forever. So his other, you know, his brother, my wife's two siblings, you know, they, so they're going together. He flew out and they're going to do this. And my brother, brother-in-law who flew out there, he's, he's, he can fix anything, you know, vehicle breaks down. doesn't matter what it is. He can fix it. So it's, it's a pretty good pairing, but yeah, they'll probably both die. <laughs> 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 hey, talking, just talking quick about like 
vehicles. I renewed my driver's license today. And so they give you the 10 year one, but honest to God, like every person in front of me in line. So I walk in and there's a line of six people and they come up and then the attendant is like, do you have your birth certificate from the hospital notarized and your social security card? And people are like, well, no. And if you were married and you changed your name, you also had to have your marriage license and it had to be notarized. In Wisconsin? Yeah. So apparently this just started and then they give a star, your license, your new license is a star up on the right-hand corner. And without the star, you cannot go on a military base. It's just, okay. but anyway, there's nothing on the website to this at all. So like every single person, and the same thing with me, but I only live a mile away, so it's not a big deal. But this, this old guy ahead of me, he's like, he kind of steps out of line. She's like, sir, you're going to have to go back. He's like, I, you mean I got to go up to where, you know, it's like 40 miles away for him to get to this. I got to go. She's like, yes, you got to go back and bring these things. And he's like, he's trying to negotiate while she's working with the next person. Well, can we do part of it now? And then like, oh, no, it all has to be done at the same time. This isn't the way it used to be. And you, you people need to do a better job. But I mean, it was, it was pretty intense. And thankfully like the, the lady, you know, she. We had a little bit of humor going back and forth, so it didn't get grilled like all the other people. They're like, your eyes are hazel, but they they really look green to me. Or maybe it's, maybe it's blue. Is it brown? Did you change your eyes the same as your past? I mean, people are getting this. So, yeah. Isn't that real it? ID? Isn't that the reason why everything's happening is the whole real ID thing? I, I hope yeah. so, because you know what? There's a way around this. Is you just go to California. Uh, you tell them your name is Jose Vasquez. <laughs> they give you yeah. They, they give you a state-issued ID. Then you go back to Minnesota and, and just cash that one in in exchange, and it's, it's accepted. <laughs> well, have yeah, you gotten I, to – Dave, uh, Doc, have you gotten to the, uh, the point where they make you change your hair color from brown to gray yet or no? That's going to be the next one when I renew it. Uh, yeah, it's got it. But, you know, you have, you have to put gray. Someone – I was reading – because I went on the website because I'm like, what the hell? Like, I just wanted to figure out, like, did I miss all this stuff? But – you can't put silver for hair. It's got to be gray. Oh, yeah, I'm still, I'm still not, I'm not there. I'm, I'm, but by the time this one renews, well, wait, what, they're going to give you like the issue, of, like the issue of be silver, the platinum blonde, you know, raven red. How many options it's do you like want? Thirty choices. There are some states and other states where they ask nothing, like you know, no, no weight, no height, no eye color, other things. But other states actually give you like. An it, it, a picture it, with thirty different eye shades on it, like from zero to thirty, and you have to pick which one is your iris. Shades? Uh, iris, you know. Yeah, your yeah, yeah. But I'm I'm talking. Wait, you get thirty choices for your eyes. Honestly, yes. And thirty choices for your hair. Not in Wisconsin, but well, like, like in other states. Fifty choices. They for basically gender, so. they present it and they said, "What what do you where do you want to go?" And then if it was bald in one state, you had to either identify the hair that you used to have, what color it was. <laughs> Or, what if you're like so old you don't remember? You know, like, <laughs> some states allowed you to put bald, but um, so just yeah, just absolutely insane stuff. But again, like she was, she was cool. You know, we had a little banter going back and forth, and of course, I dressed up a little bit for it and did my did my hair nice. It was really nice and cordial because I mean, I don't want to, I want to get through this without any red flags, you know. Um, but oh man, it's it's a crazy process. It well, is. What, it is insane. Is this okay? So that what Scott Walker come up with this idea for? No, no, this is a federal. That's a federal thing. Yeah, that, real ID. That, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. This is all. But but she said, if you don't have the star on your license now, there's an actual star up in the right hand corner. You cannot go on to military bases, or there was something else. Like if you travel, it it messes with your passport. So well, 
like Minnesota doesn't, I don't think Minnesota has the real ID yet. I think we're one of the last holdouts. And uh, if we don't get it, yeah, we're going to have trouble flying planes. <laughs> so um, is, it is sort of a serious thing. Is this well, you don't want the- someone going Aloha snack bar on the plane. You know? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> right. I don't know. I just, it, it was an interest. I mean, I actually kind of dreaded it today because I, I knew things had changed and I just didn't know, you know, well, how is much this, they is had this- yeah, I, or is this through the DMV we go and get this now? No, it's it's through the DMV. But it, but yeah, I mean it, it's just it, it's it, you have to bring in its authentic documents. I mean the lady mm-hmm. she took the it was like handing my documents to Helen Keller. She's like feeling all over for oh here's the indentation <laughs> from the you know what the hell is it the, the embroider the, uh, the, the, the notar notary yeah. public. Um, and I, I didn't even know it was on there. She's like, if this wasn't on here, you know, you'd have to go back and find one that had it or else like write to whatever. And, and they'd have and to. You don't exist. Um, so she's like, it's good that you have it. Cause a lot of people just photocopied. I'm like, Holy, I guess I left yeah. out, you know, my day here, everyone's looking at me like you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it says here, it says here for real ID, you must, you must visit a DMV field office, a field office of the DMV. And submit federally required ID documents such as a U.S. passport, passport card, an original or certified copy of a birth certificate, also proof of Social Security number on a W-2 or pay stub. It sounds like you had to do a little bit more than that, though, Doc. I had to bring in the Social Security card. Okay, Um, yeah. So, yeah. But... I don't I'm trying know. to figure out where all these things are. I'm like, where the hell is yeah, this? You're making me think, where's my social security card? Is it still it's still in that file? Because no one has asked for that in I don't right. know how long. And the thing was, like when I was in second grade, I used to carry my social security card in my wallet. You know, well, you had that, you had that big just... bond deal with the bank that you had. You had that, that ten dollar bond at seven and a half percent. Ten dollar bond, and I had like the George Costanza wallet, you know, that that had everything packed. And I actually had how stupid, but you know, you did it back then so yeah for a couple of years i'm um you know eight years old with my social security card in my back pocket but i know some some mothers that would have used your social security card and established credit lines with it and corrupted your bank score or your credit score by that time but those yeah crazy those are uh not the not the kind mothers that you get cards on uh mother's day oh all right, guys. Well, uh, I got a bunch of fan mail. Mind awesome. if I go through it? Because you can, you can hear about well, how much people like me and maybe like you guys, too. Actually, <laughs> you guys should, if, if listeners aren't, send fan mail to all the other guys. This is just, I'll be honest, this is me just getting through all this paperwork so I could throw it off my desk. Um, and then I don't have to deal with it again. So do we, do we clap or do, <laughs> we, um, do we cheer? Make seal noises? Ooh, I think well, let's let's do the the water b- buffalo ooh ha ha or you know what what whatever they used to do with the Flintstones. I don't know whatever crickets go, go. there crickets there Clary on the Flintstones <laughs> reference. <laughs> Hi Aaron, yeah, this is long- <laughs> Hi Aaron, this is long overdue. Thank you. Note: I read Worthless when I was eighteen years old. The summer before starting college, before reading your book, I was an intelligent, hardworking student that nonetheless had no real direction about what I would study in college or why. When I first applied, I listened to I listed my concentration as economics and history. After reading your book, I decided to study engineering and eventually earned a Bachelor of Science in Computer Engineering. There we go. DT is an engineer just like you. Yay. I'll cheer that one. 
If I were to do it all over again, I would study computer science, which is, in my opinion, the best economic option, of which there are very few available to college students. Nevertheless, I took many computer science courses, which gave me the hard skills to obtain a high-paying first job out of school. Without your book, I would undoubtedly be like many of my college peers that got worthless liberal arts degrees and are now woefully underemployed. Even as highly intelligent Ivy League graduates, your book is a must-read for any aspiring get- graduate. Thank you so much. Best, Adam. So that's good. We got that from Adam. And, yes, I did save his life. That's good to know. Hey, DT, weren't you going for another gig? Yeah, I interviewed. I uh, saw the last podcast. I reported back to the older brothers mm-hmm. that and sisters, sister, that um, – that I, I succeeded in my uh, salary adjustment, but in that whole process, I had been applying for a few jobs here and there because I didn't know if it was going to work out or not. And I kind of applied for one on a lark. I don't know. I, I didn't think I was going to have a chance at it and uh, got an interview and I freaking nailed it. I mean, I was really surprised. Usually when I'm honest uh, in an interview, it doesn't work out so well, but this like time. how I want to, I want to murder liberals and socialists or something. Well, just about my experience, and I'm, I'm sort of, I'm not an engineer that's really down in the nitty gritty details. I'm more kind of, um, you know, thousand foot elevation view. You know, the big picture, making bigger decisions, things like that. And all of these things that I always thought were kind of holes in my resume, I would, I would state it in the most positive way possible, possible. And it was like they loved it, and so it was just, it was. It was probably the most fun I've had at an interview ever in that it just everything clicked. Everything I said was was, wow, that's great. Like there, one of the questions was um, describe a, uh, a difficult design or the complex, a complex design that you've worked on. Woman's I, said, well, <laughs> I said, well, I haven't really worked at the, the design itself hasn't been that complex, but uh, the politics have been complex and their eyes just lit up at that so <laughs> so it, it uh, there uh, there is that um in engineering there's not just the the nitty-gritty details there is sort of the soft side of it too i guess i would call it the more people side the negotiation side the political side and so uh, just because you're taking engineering doesn't mean that you're just going to be designing bolts and whatever exhaust systems or whatever you might be you might be uh the decision making, um, running the business side, the the political side, what what have you. So um, hopefully it works out. We'll see if I get the offer. But um, so yeah, that could be all sorts of winning offer after successfully negotiating a twenty five percent salary increase. <laughs> Will you buy a uh, computer that doesn't have Windows ten so you don't zone in and out <laughs> like you were there a while ago? There was. Is that really exactly, exactly my uh, point. Shit. You're coming in and out. Take what? What are we up to? What's what's your bipolar? Yeah, I just checked. I, computer I just girlfriend checked. Right now. Yeah, it was at a hundred there. So I'm yeah. happy. Here, oh, yeah. what I will do is I'll sort that out. What did you miss? Is there anything? As I would say in an interview, is there anything I could elaborate on that you need further information on based on my spotty answer? No, no, no. You you only came in and out like half a second, if that. It was fine. Okay, was okay. <laughs> I do like the political answer, though, because I have like this million-dollar idea. Um, I know a couple uh, Google employees. And, Doc, tell me if I'm wrong. I don't know if you ever met. I know you mentioned that one of your brother-in-law is a Google employee. Right. Is he an engineer or is he a normal person? 
No, uh, he's he's one of their top engineers. He's been with them for quite a while. I think you got to hook me up with him because I have this business idea where I've met these other two Google engineers. And this is not to pick on Google, but uh, just engineers in general. I'm like, okay, you guys, I'm not all for pickup school or how to be a ladies man, but we got to get some basics down like haircut and (laughs) how to talk to people who aren't IQs of 150 nerds and clothing and fashion and deodorant and hygiene basic hygiene yeah basic hygiene oh it's huge it's huge and i won't i won't i won't mix words about it east indian guys once they come off the boat or once they land into the united states on the plane here's some old spice let me tell you how it works i know in the sweaty jungles in delhi uh maybe perhaps uh it smells like that but you are not in the jungles of delhi anymore you need to use this I mean, I could I could make millions just teaching them the how to act around girls, you know. Uh, just I don't know. okay. Uh, next one. This is from Marcus. We'll be setting up the uh, older brother uh, dating service here uh, one of these days once I figure out how to master programming the website. Hi. Uh, he sent me some pictures, so this is a uh, uh, presumption. He says, uh, we've been dating online for two months, but only now meeting in person, so maybe not dating yet in real sense. We shall see how she feels after I've returned to uh, his home country, uh, blah, blah, blah. But this was just a thank you letter, and the thank you letter didn't print off. The last email did. We did have a success where a young man who was very successful from a foreign country uh, was trying to find dates. And I said, well, I don't know. Maybe there's some girls out there. And three girls emailed him, and now he's dating one of them. So the older brother dating service, I think, will we'll charge $5,000. I think it will be $5,000 for each girl. <laughs> and it'll be. And what should we charge for girls? What do you think? Because the girls are the product. It's not going to be the guys. It's going to be the girls. You know that. Huh. So you're you're... And is going to be the mistress, the madam. She's going to. No, be- she, could be, she could be one of them, but she'll be in charge. Yes, she'll be. I'll 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 sell little girls just out of high school. Um. So you're 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 gonna it, the service is going to be free for girls, or you're going to charge them something nominal? I would I was kind of maybe thinking about charging on both ends, but I've, if you're thinking about commodities, it's the girls are the product because they're so rare in view to be conservative girl that has her act together. So that's what's going to be in demand, and the guys are going to have to pay. Right. So what's the going market rate for a college debt-free, gainfully employed, self-supporting, reasonably attractive conservative woman under 40? Um, I don't know. 50, maybe. 50 grand. I mean, how many, how many of those are there out there? I mean, that's a well, fucking not, unicorn. And, th- and this is just for like a date. You know, this is just to line up for Like if you guys go on the date, they're paying me money. I, I'm maybe not 50 grand, but I'm thinking at least a thousand. Yeah. Yeah. That's at least that's fair. Okay. Okay. Good. I'm glad we had this economic discussion to value the price <laughs> of a woman. <laughs> I feel bad. There's like, I had this client, John, you know this, you could probably even testify to this. This guy emailed me and he's like, he's in Seattle and he's going online dating. And these girls will look into his, in the background of his picture, look him up on Instagram and they're snuffing out that he's not a leftist. Like he's a Republican. And they're, they're all just like, well, I can't go out with you because you like Trump. I can't go out with you because you're a Republican. And I was thinking like, what's the market value of 
a 25-year-old liberal arts majoring female with student loan debt who voted for Hillary Clinton. I mean, they got to be so numerous and so common. It's got to be, what, a nickel, if that? Well, yeah, it's, 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 it's negative. But, but see, the thing about that is, is if you're like, um, I mean, if you're looking for a, a wife or a long-term relationship, you're not going to find it in Seattle. Um, that's, you know, like, come on. Um, you got to go somewhere else. But I mean, the, the whole, you know, the way you manage a dating scene here is um, you, you act alpha, you be masculine, but you're all about, yeah, man, you know, uh, fuck Trump. I want to kill that motherfucker. And yeah, I'm polyamorous and I'm into like threesomes and stuff because I'm sexually liberated like you girls. By the way, two of you both want to come back to my place. Jeez. <laughs> oh, I, I won't joke. I, I can't lie either, John. I didn't see two good looking girls at the same time at the same place and. Washington the last time I was there it was it was pretty it's bad. it's it's hard man it's it's uh you know it's it's, it's hard, hard to get it hard um, that's uh <laughs> do you I'm even like, date uh date uh yeah I, I mean I I have I have a relationship with someone who you know she makes me dinner and then breakfast um so that that kind of a thing I, I've you know I have a casual thing going on now and occasionally I'll 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 crave some strange so I'll go out there okay yeah I just I remember the last time I was out there, it just, and it, this isn't to slam on the girls, but man, that is just, that Puget Sound area has some of the ugliest people uh, that. Well, the thing, the thing is about normally, I think in a, like cities like New York, uh, I don't know if this is true anymore, but I mean, it used to like New York had beautiful women. So did Chicago, actually. Um, I used to love going to Chicago in the nineties. God, because the bed ratio was so good there for men to women. Um, but the, the ugly people, you know, knew better than to go out on the weekends. You know, they stayed in um, because they get made fun of. But um, now it's like, you know, shave one side of your head, dye your hair purple and, you know, go out and, you know, gain 50 fucking pounds and, you know. Yeah, but did they even go out? I mean, is there even a nightclub scene? I mean, where do these hipsters go? I thought the whole idea was not to go to the nightclub, of which I'm not against. But, I mean, it's brew pubs. As far as I can tell, it's brew pubs and the local dive bar and all. Let's go compare tattoos. Yeah, there is a lot of the there is a lot of the dive bar uh, ish type of scene in Seattle. Um, there was a bit of a nightclub scene. I'm I'm too old to be going to. I'd be the old guy in the club now. I don't want to go to that. Um, but that that is really big among the Asians and the blacks that live in Seattle. Um, the white hipster people don't do that scene. Wait, so the Asians and blacks go to nightclubs? Yeah. Like the same one? Uh, I don't know if it's the same one, but they, they're into that scene. I mean, there's shootings down there and stuff like that where they have – I mean, you, you'll have huge cop pre- police presence on the Friday and Saturday nights. Is somebody huh. playing ping pong? It's just Anne. Let me mute her. <laughs> uh, was it Anne? I don't know if it was. Yeah, that's Anne. No, she, that's what it sounds like. You always get weird sounds out of Anne, you know, like your old <laughs> uncle Charlie and then Anne. There's always weird sounds coming out of them. What are you doing, Anne? I actually thought I had my microphone muted. I don't think it was her. No, it was her. Were you playing ping pong? <laughs> no, it's just my neighbor. I thought I thought I had muted the microphone. Okay, but, but yeah, now I'm kind of curious. Is your neighbor playing ping pong? <laughs> no, they were dumping some trash. Oh. Sounds like playing ping pong. Throwing out ping pong balls. <laughs> well, look, she li- it's not her fault. She lives in a tenement in Chicago, for Christ's sake. No, I'm not, I'm not picking on her. I just It's the world of Ann Sturzinger. You know, I, I only dropped her off one time uh, after dinner, and I didn't get to see the house. I didn't get to see the – I drove through the neighborhood. It was dark, but I just it's a, it's, a, it's a wonderment I have. Like, what's it like to have a day in the life of Ann Sturzinger? 
Uh, that might be too much reality even for me. I don't know if I can handle that. <clears throat> some some of Ann's posts go to like you know her her Facebook and Twitter posts just to go to some dark places in just a few sentences. It's fucking scary, man. <laughs> well, lately I've 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 been getting a lot of work that's really well paying. So I've been working like almost every waking hour, and then I'll I'll glance at Facebook and like everyone's just having another dumb argument. And it, it does send me to a really like black place because everyone else has been following the threads of this stupid political argument. And I just see like people just like calling each other faggots. And I'm just or, you know, what, whatever, whatever the left wing version of faggots is. And I'm just and I'm just like, ugh, this is you, you're all just stooping to the same disgusting level at this point. Well, I, I was telling Ann. I don't. I don't think you got back to me on this, but I was saying, Ann, you should just you should just become like, um, you know, one of those red pilled women. You know, just claiming, you know, just talking some red pill bumper sticker shit and put up a Patreon. You'll make a fucking fortune. <laughs> you like this, John? I just got blocked by Kitten Holiday. <laughs> oh no. yeah, that's who I said. Yeah, she blocked me. I'm the first person that she blocked. What? I was um, just trying to give her some honest feedback. She started complaining about all the haters coming her way and i'm like eh you know you might want to just tone down the i mean I, this isn't how i said it but you might want to tone down the gagging on cox comments that you make <laughs> <laughs> and i should have just said it like that because that at least would have been funny i was trying to be i don't know nice or um trying to help her maybe understand that the hatred coming you your way it's not coming from out of nowhere there might be reasons you know and but these these quote red pill women, they just they just any amount any criticism coming their way, they just completely freak out. They just they they got so many uh, uh, people surrounding them, so many thirsty guys surrounding them. I called it. I did a post on Facebook. I said, uh, quote red pilled women plus thirsty uh, dudes equals Facebook bukkake. I mean, that's basically what it is. <laughs> is they just, they just, they're in the center. They're, they're, they're the, the center of the wheel with a bunch of spokes. And, well, um, but, but there's, but if look, man, if you're a girl, I mean, I would cash in on this shit, man. If you're a girl, you can make money doing that because I mean, the thirst is real, man. Oh yeah. Yeah. People are thirsty. You're a, I mean, you know, and you're, you're, you're in shape. You're not a fat chick. You don't have your hair shaved on one side and tied purple on the other. I mean, that's pretty much all you need nowadays. And you have, and your vagina is real, right? It's not surgically. Uh, so <laughs> last, last time I checked. <laughs> so, I mean, that, that's all you need, man. Just go out there, say a bunch of bumper sticker shit and you'll have all these thirsty guys just throwing money at you, man. Huh? Well, it's like, how many times do you get, I mean, for these red pill women, how many times can they see a comment that says beautiful or you're so beautiful? I mean, how many times can they see that? It's so fucking pathetic. It's infinity just plus one. That's how many times they can see it. Infinity plus one. <laughs> There's a lot of selfies. Well, yeah, that's thought- why you ne- never compliment a woman, right? And like, you know, you're the only woman uh, here. Well, so you claim to be at least. Um, <laughs> but you know, I mean, you don't like guys who compliment you. I mean, you like guys who treat you like shit, right? I mean, be honest. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I guess, I, I guess there's, 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 there's compliments and then there's compliments, which is kind of hard to explain. Like somebody who just like is, is obviously thirsty or like, I, I don't, I don't, it, it's hard to get like an ego boost from that kind of like Facebook, like, Oh, I got 50 comments on my picture saying I'm pretty, but 
you know, when, when someone actually says something nice to you that's actually honest or real, it's pleasant. Yeah, like like an example, like, oh, man, that was an awesome blowjob you just gave. I mean, that, yeah. that's something that you, you know, yeah. appreciate. Yeah. yeah. All right. But so guys, assume the, the cachet also, I mean, depends on where you're getting it from. If you're getting it from some guy who's got a Japanese anime avatar and you look at his post and it's all comic book geekery, of which I'm pro po- comic book geekery and all that. I mean, uh, but if all of a sudden, you know, a John Steele or an Aaron Clary or a DT show up and give you a compliment. I mean, then it, then it has some yeah, cachet behind it. Really yeah, good, that, that, that's like the difference in price between your like uh, conservative woman with her shit together under 40 and the, and the price of a 25 year old woman with a liberal arts degree and a shaved hat. Yeah. I would like to know, I mean, somebody should do a study on, on how many of these thirsty guys have actually gotten laid being thirsty i mean has it ever resulted in you commenting on tommy lauren's feed or whatever has it ever resulted in anything (laughs) do these girls ever look at their facebook feed and go huh i'd like to get to know that person more does it ever happen (laughs) i bet you never ever ever happens very rare i've done part of a podcast post about this like a lot of guys will complain that like these quote unquote trad thoughts, like, you know, everybody bought Lauren Southern's crappy little, like 40 page book when it came out. And, you know, they, they, they do make a living just like being pretty and saying, ha, I was a libertarian once. Right. But it happens because like the, the media right now, the, the social media that everyone can be a star on is so interaction based that, the same guys who are complaining about this are the guys who are going on there going, well, maybe if I comment on her YouTube video, which I can do and I can waste six hours of my day doing this, maybe she'll notice me. Right. Exactly. That's, I, that's the, that's the thought that's got to go through these guys' brains and, and it's pathetic. It's, it's entirely pathetic. It's 100. They're not going to fuck you. They're not going to stop. It's not yeah, going to happen. And you're, you're, you're creating making- monsters. You're creating fucking kitten, kitten holiday monsters that you, you make one constructive criticism remark. And, and because they've got the army of thirsty dudes behind them, um, you know, like, like uh, in the movie 300 or something, uh, they, they, they think, well, I'm just going to ignore that. This guy's actually trying to help me and trying to make me improve. Fuck yeah. him. I got these guys that just, just lick my pussy whenever, whenever I need them to. May Colonel I point Angus out something, is- ODT? Huh? May I point out something? Sure, point it out. You were the one guy that didn't kiss her ass, and you got more attention than oh, yeah. all those other guys because she, <laughs> she blocked you. And I'm being serious. That's yep. like you got on her radar, and how did you get on her radar? You got to the point that she blocked you, and that's saying something. After like 20 comments, I mean, the people were commenting on my simple comment that I I was respectful, as respectful as I could be. And kind of just saying, you know, most of your most of your point posts, eh, they're fine, you know, but occasionally you're pathetic and it and and just kind of attention whoring. And and I it's that's boring. It's just boring to me. That's satire. That's you have no sense of humor. Well, you know what? I did it. I did it quicker than that. My, my, mine to get blocked. It only took uh, one sentence and it, and I think she blocked me in about 30 seconds. It literally happened at light speed. I just uh, said, is it true that you're a divorced single mother? Right. 
And that was it. I was blocked. That's, that's zero to plaid in, in half a second. Yeah. <laughs> and what would be the problem if that's the truth? You say, yeah, right? I mean, if you're an intellectually honest person, you just yeah, say, well, there's nothing yeah, like a I've learned a lot from it or whatever. The divorced yeah. single mother that likes to uh, gag on cock. I mean, yeah, right, hey, right. right there. That's a lottery, right? <laughs> well, she's a writer and she's into satire and humor. But oh, they're all writers. She can't laugh at anything, apparently, or something. <laughs> well, John, <laughs> it's, it's, I blame. I don't blame her. I blame the guys that follow her, and maybe her female enablers too. Um, uh, that the, the, they don't. It, it's not like they just become these people. They become these people with a lot of support from a lot of pathetic people. Yeah, I mean, they create careers for people who don't really have a lot to say, but, you know, then they, then every comment you put on somebody's YouTube channel increases their likelihood of the algorithm picking them up and showing them to someone else. Right. So when, when the army of thirsty dudes con like converges on you to yell at you for criticizing, you know, the central B or narcissist or whatever all of that feeds into this person's algorithm. True. That's true. So even just, negative comments are bad is what you're saying. Just ignore these people entirely. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it right now that uh, Lauren Southern and Stefan Molyneux are touring Australia and selling out, you know, big venues, but obviously if you're, if you're going there, it's 80, 90% guys there. Sausage from Southern. Yeah. I mean, it's no, nobody's there. You know, Stefan is riding her coattails right now. You know, you think? That, that's all, that's all it is. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, every, every episode, I mean, I've actually tuned out the, I mean, I'd mull a new stuff for a while because it's just become a damn commercial. <laughs> that's all he's doing right now. I mean, at least, I, I don't know. You know, what if, what if, what if YouTube d d comes up with. And just got wow. down by Stefan Molyneux. She must have pissed off uh, <laughs> Catherine Holiday. She came over and bitch slapped her. Ping pong ball went right in her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and are you and, back? Doc, let me ask you this. I, uh, Anne will get back. She's a smart girl. Doc, you actually think that uh, Molyneux's riding on um, uh, blonde hair? Yeah, well, do you think Molyneux would be selling these out? I mean, if it was just him. I mean, I think Cernovich is burned out. I mean, I, th I think his moment of fame is, is kind of gone with Gorilla Mindset and, and Mega Mindset. But I, I, I think right now, I mean, he's he's keeping his flame alive in this tour by, you know, by partnering with her. And it's just these two touring the together? Yeah, together just like those two. Yeah. Well, it's so clever. I would say it's clever. You know, Melbourne and different places. But so he's been promoting this a lot. And of course, but his part too, here's the hook. You know, both of them come on and they say, and we're going to spend time and, and we'll mingle with everybody, you know, who wants to meet us and stuff like uh, that. So, again, if someone wants to, you know, <laughs> meet Lauren Southern, they'll pay whatever the ticket price is to say, you know, get that two seconds and well, security surrounding her. And they, but are I you mean, saying, it, it's are just you saying a bunch of a bunch of desperate virgin tau type of guys are going to want to see laura southern and not a bold <laughs> canadian with a british accent <laughs> and i, I love see, that's, I, i'm shocked i i don't believe that lauren has anywhere near the pull that molyneux does i think if anything it's lauren uh riding on uh molyneux's really? yeah molyneux's the real deal i mean i haven't listened to him in about well, a year yeah, I, I agree uh, i don't know i don't know i i, I let me think about that one i, I just think 
But for I people to get her. off their ass, to, for people to get off their ass and actually go someplace. I mean, you yeah, can you can listen to uh, Malnu online all day, but to get off your ass and to be seen, yeah, you've got to have that chick, you know, s- sitting on top of the car, right? And here's the <laughs> here's the fancy car. Look at yeah, this. Car. Do you think Molyneux would sell a place out if it was just him? I, I mean, going on yeah. tour. Yeah, I mean, I think to, I think it's very smart. I I uh, obviously I have more respect for Molyneux than I do Southern. Um, but I think it's a very smart idea for those two to tour together. I think they support one another uh, symbiotically. Uh, they're mutually beneficial to one another. She's the cute piece of tail. Uh, he's obviously the brains. Um, and, you know, those two go on tour together. You got peanut butter, chocolate. You got some Reese's peanut butter cups. I, I'd be curious. I mean, there's one way. I mean, DT, why don't you look this up? Look up how many um, <clears throat> subscribers or followers Southern's got on her channel versus Molyneux. I bet you Molyneux's got, no, Molyneux's got more, man. Yeah, way more. Yeah. But think so about I, um, uh, what's her name? Southern. I don't think she's like, I mean, she's cute, but I don't think she's that hot. Or maybe she's coming out into blondes. I don't know. Yeah, I'd bang. I mean, I want to kick her out. I don't know if I want to talk to her too long, but. Uh, I think you were saying, Aaron, I mean, that what was it? That 40 page pamphlet she put out of oh whatever the hell. And then she did this documentary, Farmland. I watched part of that, you know. Um, it sucked, but you know, Stefan's uh, only got about parts of it were good. Stefan's only okay. got about what two hundred and thirty thousand more, yeah, two hundred and thirty-three thousand more subscribers. What's the base? How much does he have? How much does she have? She's got uh, almost five hundred and seventy. Good Molno's got eight hundred. <laughs> yeah, so Molno's been on the scene longer, and he's he pumps out, you know. A show a yeah. day, so yeah, and way, way more in. I mean, I've I've always been jealous of Stefan and his ability to speak flawlessly. Okay, yeah, this is great. Uh, um, Stefan's got three thousand videos, three fucking thousand videos. <laughs> Lauren Southern, one hundred and thirty-three. Good Christ! Oh my God! <laughs> so per video, I mean, she's completely dominating him, right? Oh my, God. completely dominating. Oh. <sighs> What what I want to know is like how deep does the well go? Like is are the number of thirsty guys that unlimited? And this is supposed well, to be the intelligent, smart, uh, you know, independent-minded, conservative man that would never let looks. I mean, they're just they're shape, they're freaking shape. Well, isn't it like that line on the, the the reverse, right? That line by uh, what's his name? All right, all right, all right. That guy. Um, yeah, yeah, that line from his movie where it's like, uh, the, the, there's always a new crop of chicks, right? There's always a new crop of thirsty guys. I guess. I suppose. I suppose. I mean, it's another yeah, reason. So, so all the guys listening, never follow anyone. Never follow a female on Twitter. There's absolutely nothing a woman has said that a guy hasn't said better and more eloquently and probably. Eh. Feb, you gotta, you can't just say never follow. I mean, there's Anne. There's smart girls out there. I mean, Julie Borowski, I'd say, was truly a pioneer. She was one of the originals. Um, there, there's some. But if it's a cute here, if it's a cute girl. If she's like nine or above, forget it. Then I'll then I'll then I'll be judgmental and prejudiced. If it's nine or hotter, you don't even bother following. Um, but but like Camille Paglia, yeah, Camille Paglia. Yeah, <laughs> these the women will prove themselves to be original, have original thought. It, it's out there and they're worth following. But my gosh, these standard conservative thoughts—it's just 
But that's, I guess that's where the money is. I'm even getting to the point I had an idea of hiring a cute girl to read some of my responses, read the requests or the questions from uh, asshole consulting, and then like be dolled up in a bikini or something and read the answer. And uh, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. It is. is. I'll I'll take auditions right now for all the three women that are listening. But the problem is I I already started thinking like, who do I know? Who do I know? Who do I, I don't know anyone, even within my friends who are, well, a lot of them are a little bit older, so they're not going to really have that poll that I'm looking for. Also, there are a lot of professionals, but it's, it runs back into that classical thing. You can't find good-looking chicks to show up on time and do shit worth a damn. It's just the hotter they are, the worse a professional they're going to be. And so if you if you happen to know anyone, please let me know. I pay. I'll split the profits on the video that you do. Um, but, yeah, it is brilliant. But I, I hate to think that I got to lower the standard or may, not even lower the standard. It's just, okay, I got to – you know, have a gal with jugs to sell some Budweiser beer. All right. I guess I got to do that. Then that's what it is. Uh, well, couldn't there be, I mean, there's gotta be some geek listening to you that is into the, into the fake uh, anime stuff. Right. Yeah. I mean, couldn't you program like some hot chick? I mean, you could no, probably no, program no, some, no, no. some animation chick and then have a, a regular chick just doing the voice. And you know, have her dressed up as a fifties, whatever, in whatever program it no, is. And- no, that's gonna be way no, no. I want a real woman. <laughs> Look, well, of course, of course, yeah. but I'm saying as a as a backup. <laughs> that's gonna take way too if it's that difficult, then it's not I'll go write another book. You know, I'll 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 go do something. Oh, no, somebody listening would do it for you. Well, so, so oh, by the way, that reminds me, if you want to email the older brother has his own special email, older brother at yahoo.com. So if any of you girls out there want to do this, make a little bit of money, you can show the fuck up on time and do the fucking job, and you can read. You get, I'll give you <laughs> half the consult. Seriously, I got to ask this shit. Can you show up on time and read and hit the record button on the camera? All right. Let's... <laughs> oh, can you guys hear me now? Yeah, yes. we can. Yeah. Welcome back. Yeah, thanks. I actually had my senile dementia-suffering cat just run at the cord connecting my headphones to my computer and just break the headphones. Again, I want to go to the world of Anstersinger. (laughs) (laughs) She saw something that wasn't there and she had to go kill it and she just ran right the fuck through. You are saying something interesting. The world of Anstersinger. (laughs) I could see a a Tim Burton movie made on that. All fucked up and... Yeah, and he's he's into that kind of uh, Tim Burton. I always remember him from he did the first Batman movie with uh, Jack Nicholson. Yeah, and he yeah. created that kind of gothic uh, look, you know. And and you kind of got that down with that dark hair and the, that Beetlejuice oh, Winona Ryder thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah you kind of got that yeah. going on there. Hey, hey you, you look a bit like Winona Ryder, actually. Actually, Winona Ryder still looks really fucking good. Yeah, I saw her in something, and I was like, "Damn, she still looks really, really good." She's shopless, but whatever, you know. Uh, I mean, she's she's okay. Hot. I mean, well, she was never like gorgeous. I mean, she was yeah, all she, right, she, but she was never. She's got like the kind of looks that aren't that great, but they're gonna last, obviously. Yeah, like yeah. Um, no, it's it's important. You say, like Angelina Jolie, for example. I don't know if you guys knew her back when she was like eighteen. She was so beautiful. It was like I can't even believe it's real. Like, there was a movie that came out in, like, the mid-90s called Hackers. I think it was, like, the first movie she ever did. Mm-hmm. And she was so gorgeous. And you look at her now, and it's like, man, you did not age well. 
Yeah. Oh, Angelina Jolie is she did not age well at all. No, but she was. See, a lot of people don't remember her when she was really, you know, when she was young. Just how stunningly beautiful she was, mm. incredibly beautiful. And now she just, man, she did not age well. And I don't think she was into drugs or anything. She just, I don't know what happened. It's kind of a delicate beauty. There, there's, there's a certain karma to beauty. Like all the girls who had huge tits beginning in like eighth grade. <laughs> They're now like around their knees. I've never had any tits, but mine are still exactly where they started. <laughs> <laughs> karma, fucking karma. Dan took some sort of like, yeah, a demonic delight in, in seeing that. Yeah. <laughs> Winona Ryder ain't that bad. Not for a 50 year old woman. She's all right for a 50 year old woman. Yeah. I mean, with yeah. some makeup. Yeah. Every girl, but she's, yeah, she's, she aged well. She's I'll, I'll grant her that. That's uh I'd say she's as hot as she was back then, probably even a little hotter because I never found Winona Ryder hot. That was like one of those things where you are going to like this girl because we're advertising her to you so much. Look at her short bob cut hair. I'm like, get that thing out of my face. And then my true goddess, Jennifer Aniston, came on the scene. I'm like, fuck your skinny little short pixie cut brunette Winona Ryder. I'm going to go with Jennifer Aniston. But see, that's what I'm talking Agreed about. Agreed 100%. That's karma. Winona Ryder was never hot. That was never the point of her. She was like the quirky girl in the movie. She never got to be the beauty queen, but she still looks decent. Whereas Angelina Jolie looks like somebody like threw her out of the ugly tree and she like hit another ugly tree and then bounced. And, and, and every branch on the way down. <laughs> yeah. Like every branch of every ugly tree on the block. Wasn't she into like, like weird uh, diet or something? I mean, these, these chicks that, I think some of them just ruin themselves with their weird health things that they get into late in life. My yeah. friend Jennifer Aniston only eats salmon and spinach, and she still looks great for 50 yeah. minutes. Yeah, she held up, by the way. I was thinking Jennifer Aniston, she, she held up. Um, but Jennifer Aniston, she was pretty, but I don't think – th- yeah, and you had the good phrase. What would you call it? Delicate beauty? Yeah. Yeah, I think that uh, like Angelina Jolie, it's like it's like that delicate beauty. It's like it's so pretty, you almost don't want to touch it. Like it'll break or something, you know? Yeah, and it and it did break just with the passage of time. Yeah. Whereas, like you know, Jennifer Aniston, she was never gorgeous. She was just cute, and she's still right. cute. Right. Right. But speaking of karma, right before my cat broke my headphones, I was going <laughs> to come up with a harebrained scheme for dealing with trad thoughts, and even like you know the the one or two like leftist girls who are not horrible looking it, it's, it's eyeballs really, and teeth yeah it, it's it's really sick though i'm not sure if i should say oh it. go ahead oh, come on. Go all right all right so if you're gonna they, they should they, they've they've written youtube algorithms to punish you for just about every youtube sin possible right so how about they write a youtube algorithm that can figure out that you've become famous because of the way you look and the way you and the way the social media aspect of YouTube lets guys or in the in the case of attractive men, women or men or whatever, lets people think that they might get to fuck you if they're your fan and they're your biggest fan. If that happens, you have to get gangbanged by all of your fans. Or else <laughs> well, that, I was so far. I was with you there, Anne. I'm like, oh, this is pretty intelligent. How would that work? And, and now you get raped by all the cocks. <laughs> I they told you it was terrible. That's that must be what hell is going to be like for Lauren Southern. She's going to have to bang all these thirsty betas for all eternity. 
You can do it. You know how like Twitter is like getting rid of all their fake accounts and they're getting rid of all those ghost accounts. Yeah. 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 So surprisingly, I haven't lost any, but you could totally like, instead of getting rid of bot accounts or hacker accounts, you could get rid of any kind of social media account when based on the comment section. Like if you've commented, you're so pretty or you're so beautiful, boom, gone. And that, that would strike right at the heart. I mean, I bet you they'd have no more than 5% of the followers. Uh, left yeah. that would be a great algorithm to see just yeah you're right Anne. that you you could look at the comments and see well fuck 60 percent of them are just a bunch of pussy worshiping cucks you know i mean that you could you could easily see that and go okay well that's my fan base so that's what i need to play up that's right. my that's my gig words like beautiful amazing pretty right. love you I mean, no one's ever said that ever in the history of my comments in my 12 years of being honest. It's like, fuck you, asshole, dickhead, fascist, commie, die. You know, it's uh, not very loving words. Maybe I'll go on. Those are the kind ones, yeah. Maybe I'll go on there now. I'm like, you're so pretty, Aaron. I'm so glad you're here. I get a kick out of that when you did that on Facebook. Oh, my God, you're amazing. I'm like, thank you. Kiss, kiss. No, but Ed, hey. you have a you have a huge uh, Facebook uh, following, don't you? You got you got a lot of thirst on there, don't you? I got a lot of fruit cakes. <laughs> I went through, I, I went through this period where like I just accepted. Every, I, I didn't have time to deal with it, so I was just like, "Well, I need more Facebook friends, right? If I want people to buy my books, I need more Facebook friends." But I didn't have time to like research people that I would friend, so I just pushed okay on every request I got, and oh, now I have like this fucking zoo, like. Sometimes I'll scroll through my feed. <laughs> like on the 4th of July, there was this post. I've never interacted with this person ever, but there was just this big post in all caps about how they were going to burn the American flag because it was a symbol of Zionism for the 4th of July. Uh. And I was like, when the hell did I okay your friend request? Like I got a menagerie of these people. And that was posted on your timeline? It wasn't posted on my timeline. It was in my feed. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, but but once in a while, somebody... Presumptuous. <laughs> yeah, what, once in a while, somebody will post something just like out of left field or right field or something on there, and I'll be like, oh, I, 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 I okayed your friend request in 2014 when I didn't know how this shit works. Okay, you're a fruitcake. It's hey, a, how so, is my timeline? Has anyone checked my face? I've been banned for like a month, so it's like week two. I have Atham posting pictures and... I'll check it out right now. Uh, I was wondering out. why you weren't on there. Yeah. So if anyone's listening, like, and I've gotten some messages, like you could see your messages, but you can't respond. And so there's a lot of people, Hey, I'm coming to this town. Do you know anybody? It's like, is this really nice guy? I'm like, yeah, I know this guy. I'm like, Oh shit. You're on Facebook. Never mind. So, uh, John, <clears throat> while yeah. DT's looking that up, I have a question. Did you have not a personal relationship, but you, I guess like you were like maybe one of the first to discover her. Or am I confusing her with the belly and the beast? The, am I the first one to discover uh, Blonde and the Belly of the Beast? No, no, no. Catherine Holiday, did you have a, an exchange with her? Aside from the uh, single mom exchange, didn't you have a rapport with her beforehand? No, you're thinking of uh, Bernard Chapin. Oh, wow. Wow. No, I'm, I'm not talking conservative thoughts. I'm, I'm not talking conservative thoughts. I'm not talking Bernard Chapin. No, no, but he, he, was, he, had, uh, he met her in real life. They had... Uh, I don't think anything developed of it, but they met, you know, like as a potential dating thing or something. Okay. But then the gal that you did have on your show was blonde in the belly of the beast. 
Yeah, I never had Kitten Holiday on my fuck. Fuck now. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't know because I was just like the gal came out of left field, and yeah, you're right. Her uh, what is it? Viral pathology was through Bernard Chapin. Yeah, from what I understand, and I learned about it through uh, you know you know Jennifer. Uh, I don't know if she wants her name said. Uh, you know that secret group she has that we're in. Um, yeah. uh, that's how I learned about it. <laughs> okay. And, I know uh, who you're talking about. Yeah. So um, that that's how I learned about it, and and Jennifer couldn't stand it because Je- you know Jennifer's like uh, you know she's married with like six kids, homeschools them. Oh you know? yeah, okay. I was like, yeah, okay, yes, yes. And she and she saw this like kitten holiday posting, you know, trying to be like right wing, and she's like, what the fuck, man? You're like divorced, single mom, and you're out there chugging cock. What kind of traditionalist is that? <laughs> All right, so no one had a report. I was just wondering where she came from, and it was Bernard. That's right, and I didn't know why we we're all just. Yeah, and then and then Bruce Bernard, like because he was loosely affiliated with. I, I I personally don't know him, but he was he was friendly with some friends. I think him and Forney used to be good friends back when Matt lived in Chicago. But um, I, they I kind of like just knew him tangentially through him, but I I never really interacted with him. Well, this okay, kitten, well, this kitten chick, she basically was saying that. I don't know. She she was on somebody's podcast or whatever, and got the attention of kind of the red pill area, and they they started hating on her immediately. And you know, I'm sort of sympathetic to that. I guess you know, you go into the you go into something thinking, ah, I'm gonna have fun here, and then people just start ripping the hell out of you. But the way she responded to you know some honest you know kind of hey you know. I'm not oh, one of the guys. She's an attention who doesn't do anything. What if she's going into, you know, uh, I was trying to give her the benefit of the doubt. I was, I was, I was like, okay, Never maybe John's, maybe John's not right. They fuck up. They fuck up. I mean, I'm sick I of your like, I was like, maybe John's not right about this chick. I'll, I'll, I'll be, I'll, I'll, I'll reserve judgment. And so I kind of, you know, dabbled the toe in the pool a little bit. And yeah, I mean, she, the way she responded, I was like, basically, you're proving all your detractors right. You know, I mean, the way you're responding. So well, women are guilty on, until proven innocent. She, I mean, that's she it. just <laughs> laid it on so damn thick. Like, I didn't know who this was. And all of a sudden, like the cock incident or she's posing on the motorcycle or whatever. I'm like, well, lady, who the hell are you? Like, why Why are you my friend? Why are you sending me this friend request? And then I'm like, well, okay, fine. I'm, I'm pretty liberal with who I allow for friends. As long as I know you're not ISIS, <clears throat> I'll take. But then it's like uh, you never hear anything from the person. The person is just, you know, a, a standard attention and traffic and money only goes one way. It's like, all right, you're not a friend anymore. You're not. So who was this, Clary? This was this was Catherine Holiday. She she wasn't posing on a motorcycle. Yeah, yeah, there was no. She she's had some pictures like she was doing a nineteen fifties bad girl posing on a motorcycle thing. Mm. This is like years ago, and then also I found in my feed because I didn't unless they're like inter inter exchanging, uh, you really don't see them on your feed all that much. And all of a sudden she popped up. I'm like, is this? I'm like, oh yeah, I know. I kind of know this gal. And then I'm like, I haven't interacted with this girl like in two years. And like, ah, uh, she looks like she's just attention. And I go to the side, I'm like, holy cow, she is attention. Huh? It's like, delete. You know, just- it's weird how how your feed, I mean, they Facebook controls what you see in your feed. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how that works. But I mean, yeah, there will be people that that I obviously don't want to see in my feed. And they'll just keep coming up. I don't know how that happens. But um it could be they're sending traffic your way. I'm pretty sure it's like a heat map algorithm. Like uh, any traffic, positive or negative. Right, exactly. You take, 
you take the absolute value. It's like when I wrote that article on uh, Mad Max, that was my best week ever. Despite the world hating me over, I right. increased my loyal subscriber base by 20% in seven days. So that's so, why you shouldn't comment at all. I mean, if you don't like somebody, ignore them. Right, exactly. And so it, yeah. it almost reflects the real world in that way. Like people you really don't like, you don't have anything to do with. Uh, but if someone right. really likes you or they hate you, that means at least they kind of respect you a little bit for your opinion or you've gotten under their skin. They will send traffic, albeit it'll be hate traffic, but a text or comments or whatever else. Well, that generates traffic more I see it. And then in the algorithms, be it Twitter or YouTube or Facebook, they're going to show up more commonly in your Twitter feed. I don't know if it's the reverse. Like if you don't comment on them, you don't show up on their uh, Twitter feed. But yeah, man, it's, it's Guys, just like the real world. You, if you don't want to have any, if you don't like them, don't even comment on them. Right. Right. Well, what do I just, I just uh, looked her up. Guess what she makes a month for doing nothing. I don't think she puts out any content except, I mean, she doesn't do anything. Guess what? She website, right? yeah. Her Patreon. Yeah. God Almighty, it's gonna. Uh, I'd be well. I wouldn't be surprised if it's. I'm gonna say a thousand bucks a month. Yeah, no, it's three hundred seventy-eight bucks a month. But she doesn't do anything. She doesn't produce any content. <laughs> this is why I need a big set of tits and need to look like a, a twenty-five-year-old hottie. That's what I need to become. Me too, man. I think I think I get <laughs> I, I get a dollar fifty-two out of my Patreon every month because somebody sends me two dollars as a gag gift. Because we were both laughing at Stefan Molyneux for having a fit because somebody sent him a two-dollar donation. Well, I think I'm up to like 25 bucks a month, 25 big smackaroos right now. That's gas money. Oh, that's 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 like some, what, 8,000% more than I'm making? Probably. Well, yeah, you, must, you must be showing more skin than I am, Aaron. Aaron must be showing more skin than I am. Well, I'm also much prettier, too. That's true. <laughs> what were you going to say, John? No, I was saying, Ann, if you're only making that kind of money, I mean, you're not doing it right. I mean, you're, <laughs> no, I don't mean it in a mean way. I'm serious. I'm trying to financially help you out, but I'm, I'm saying you need to, you know, I don't know, show a little skin or, or, or I don't know, do something, flirt with the guys. Or well, I, I think I said this the last time I was on. I make, I repeatedly make the huge mistake as a writer of spending too much of my time writing. Yeah, you said that before. That's brilliant. Yeah, yep. John's <laughs> deadly right. No offense, Ann, and and this is just the cold hard economic facts, your market value of you showing off your skin and your tits is going to be higher than your market value as an author. And that's no reflection upon you. It's a reflection upon all the thirsty betas out there. Look, me, Doc, DT, and John, we don't even have thirsty betas willing to throw us money if we show them our tits, okay? They're not going to give us any damn money. You, you just put on a little bit of heels or something you do a YouTube. You should totally be doing video, anything visual. You should yeah, be doing yeah. books or text. It, I mean, and you could even just... Hey, it's a, you know, put your hair in a little pigtail. You know what? We should hey be your guys, agents. I just wanted to make this video because I've had something on my mind all, all day. And I oh, my God. There you go. Right there. There you go. Hey, guys. I really just wanted to share this with you because it's so special to me. And I really wanted you guys to know this. I was so appreciative of your response to my last video. I had to cry because it made me feel so good. Yes. Yes. yes exactly. Yeah. Right there. My Patreon link is the, the reason the reason it's up, like upsetting us the why the reason why we're harping on this Anne, is because it's like a guy having a winning lottery ticket and he doesn't cash it in it's it's like that that's how you seem to us 
Yeah, except you don't have to go you take off all your clothes and walk on your hands and knees with your ass in the air to go well, to not, the corner. Not a porn channel, for God's sake. <laughs> no, just what you did right, right there was enough. That was enough. You heard the reaction. And, <laughs> all of us went, and, yeah, right at the same time. <laughs> you could go on there, and I swear to God, you just could just go on there and just give anecdotes about your dating life. I would even tune into that because it's such bizarre shit. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I feel I feel like we're in Shark Tank, and I'm uh, Mister Mister Wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Who's the guy who's bald? He's my favorite guy, uh, O'Leary. I forget. Uh, the only one I know by name is Cuban. Uh, no, Mar not Mark Cuban. This guy is always—he's very evil. He's got the Charles Montgomery Burns look, where he puts his fingers together and he and he looks. I want to be that guy for you, Anne. All right, if you do what I tell you, I want a twenty-five percent cut. Okay. Okay. All right, you get seventy five percent of whatever you, you. But you you have to. Do you have a camcorder of some kind? I fuck this, Aaron. I'm the one who came up with the idea. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> offer, okay, what offer her something this? better. Offer something better. Give her a better uh -huh. deal. <laughs> All right, I'll tell you what, and you get to keep forty percent. I get sixty, but I'll of the difference between <laughs> the is I'll write I'll write the script to, that you read, okay? And I'll even pick out your wardrobe for you. Trust me, you'll make a fucking fortune. You'll be you'll be sucking at uh, uh, sucking at a coconut living in Hawaii after this. You follow my advice? Uh, okay. If I can, uh, if I can keep from laughing. See, that's that's the problem. That's why I've I've never been able to like be a stripper or whatever. Cause I couldn't imagine being a stripper without just busting out laughing hysterically. No, I already know the trick for that. Where you, you keep attacking your shoe and you just <laughs> push down on it. Whenever you get the urge to laugh, it'll take it away. You're not the first girl I've done this with. Try <laughs> really is. Is that actually a stripper trick? Yes. Holy shit. They put a tack in their shoe in case they have to laugh. Yeah, wow. you got, we need some sort of mental distraction. Or you could snap a rubber band on your wrist, whatever it works. But, you know, wow. tack is more direct. Or you could just sit and think about all the money you're going to make. And, it, you know, it's it's not going to be a ton of – seriously, the pig pigtails, right? We all agree, guys, you would do yes. good as a pigtail girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You said your pigtails. Like that in the photo? That's an old photo. And here's the other thing, and you got, like, uh, the Jenna Marbles prop gimmick. You got uh, 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 Alzheimer's cat. You know, you can use that as a prop bring it in. <laughs> Ah, little. What's the cat's real name? Oedipus. Oedipus? No, no. That's too dark. Too dark. You got to use like here's muffins. <laughs> you put a little pink bow around it. <laughs> is, it is, is it named Oedipus Rex? Um, no, the uh, Oedipus you guys, the Greek reference. I know and did, but um, the, the uh, what I'm gonna say. Oh fuck! I just lost my thought. Now I was thinking about your stupid fucking cat. But um, no, that that's another. Oh no, here it is. A GoFundMe. For your sick cat. Ah, uh, yeah. Brilliant. There you go. Yeah, yeah. That's an idea. But go fund me for the cat. And you could get behind that because I know you, and I know you love your cat. So you could just get on there and you couple of tears, you know, sniff an onion before you come on and a couple of tears coming down, talking about, you know, how hard it is for your cat and how much the meds are and everything. And you just need to raise this $50,000 for your hey, cat. Guys, I really wanted to do a cheerful video for you today because I know you look forward to my cheerful videos. But Muffins is so sick. <laughs> I set up a GoFundMe, but nobody's putting any money in it yet because everyone hates cats. Did that work? Yeah, that's it right there, man. Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I, mean, I, was, I was ready to hit, to hit the PayPal, the button right there. <laughs>
Let's let's do one thing at a time. Let's work on making Anne feminine. Okay, that's a huge <laughs> enough target as it is. That's a huge enough hurdle. Let's, let's just get there first, and then we could worry about introducing introducing mittens later. <laughs> See the laughing thing. It's called editing. It's post processing. There's no problem. There's no problem with the post-processing. I mean, videos today, they don't allow, I mean, it's like you don't see the person speaking breathe. They, they cut out every breath in modern videos. So there's no problem. Really? If you laugh, you just edit it out. Oh, yeah. I mean, the way that if you watch these popular YouTube channels, it, it's so unnatural how they edit it. It's like constant, constant words. No stumbling, no breaths, yeah. no considering anything. It's just bam, 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 bam. So you can edit everything out. And no one will care. Wow. That we could should, take a while to film. We should almost <laughs> see if Anne could, like, Anne, you could have a rival. You could be like Cindy Lauper and Madonna in the 80s, except it'd be you and K- Catherine Holiday. Where you guys duke it out to see who oh, can have the luck. That's automatic theme right there. Right, yeah. right. You get 5%, Aaron. You get 5%. Thank you. Thank you. You know, I'm a hardworking, not single mother who didn't spread my legs for somebody I wasn't prepared for. Why don't you donate to me instead? <laughs> you know, I thought you were going to suggest that I set up a rivalry, but it's me in both videos wearing a different wig. Yeah, <laughs> too much time. You versus Kitten Holiday. And, and we could like start all the memes like, yeah, what happened between Ann and Kitten Holiday? I heard that like oh, yeah. I heard Kitten like phoned in a, a swatted her the other day. Yeah, yeah, I heard that too. I heard that uh, you know yeah. Ann's gonna fly out to wherever the fuck this bitch lives and do this, and we can start all this chatter going back and forth, right. man. And I was it'll be built up like it'll be built up like you know like Tyson's comeback fight. I mean, it'll be the you know it'll. Oh, it, you know, we can we can start Mittens' GoFundMe by saying that Mittens was traumatized by the swatting. Catherine Holiday tried to run over mittens. I saw it <laughs> over on LaSalle Avenue in Chicago. Yeah, she, yo, did you hear she tried to kill Ann's cat? Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah this poor, retarded, <laughs> senile, diabetic cat was just limping up the street. And Kitten was on her motorcycle just driving up the sidewalk trying to kill the cat. Right, right, like she would. Like, of course, that's... <laughs> What's funny is I have no animosity towards a kitten holiday. Although now I guess I guess I will be <clears throat> on her. I don't either. I mean, I, I don't. I, I, I like don't her. care. Yeah. Wait. Now we all. Say, oh yeah, we like her. She was gonna kill Ant's cat. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we give our audience credit for being intelligent enough to tell our satire from. Uh, it's correct. satire. <laughs> like gagging on cops. It's satire. Rumor that kitten holiday ran over my cat with a motorcycle. Here's here's what it boils down to. It's not that I don't like uh, Kitten Holiday. I just don't respect or care. If that makes any, that's probably even worse. Ambivalent. Yeah. yeah okay. You despise me, Rick, don't you? Oh, if I gave you any thought, I probably would. It's kind of like that. I kind of like. Uh... But when you guys introduced, I was like, oh, what's this drama about? <laughs> what's the thing? I mean, why uh, we don't want drama? We don't want fucking drama. Do you want drama? Does anybody here want drama? Well, the thing I is, want drama between Ann and Kitten Holiday, yeah. Okay, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially after what Catherine did to her cat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man, that, that, that requires revenge. Catherine just put up a hashtag. Oh, oh yeah? Smokes. Smokes? <laughs> what? What? Yeah, kill Ann's cat. Yeah. Hashtag kill Ann's cat. Is Hashtag. that what it's about? <laughs> <laughs> 
That's satire, right? <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna so as soon as That's we get over here, right I'm gonna now. have some fun with the hashtags. <laughs> oh my god. Good one, Doc. <laughs> you and I had to dress up in motorcycle outfits and just chase each other all over town. Well she doesn't no, even live in Chicago, point. does she? I don't know where she lives, but it's better for the story if she does. We just yeah. know what she- <laughs> Yeah, we, we can fly her in. I mean she lives on the <laughs> south side, Anne's on the north side. Yeah. If you it makes us money. Did Holiday put up a GoFundMe so she can fly to Chicago to kill Ann's cat? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how about this? How about this? Anne is the hardworking city girl, and Kitten Holiday uses the settlement from her divorce from her previous husband to live in the hated suburbanite Winnetka. Ah, yeah. And she has this nice posh suburb. And she's got a brand new Harley and it never gets any dust on it. But yeah, no, no, she's got to drive a scooter. I can't see Kitten on a Harley, but um... she's got a picture. I could have swore. Hang on, let me take a look. Check your Kitten Holiday Harley. No, Kitten Holiday motorcycle. It's got to be out there. My cat's pretty, pretty sure it's that. You could kill it with a scooter. Cappy's thinking of Pussy Christmas. <laughs> I swear to God, Ann, if you don't do some of this shit, I'm going to be so pissed off at you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be so mad, I'm going to fly to Chicago and I'm going to kill your cat. <laughs> well, you write the scripts, mail me the clothes, send me a I'm camera. I'm mail you the fucking clothes. I'm sure you got a pair of black panties of bra in there you can put on. That's true. I do. I, I don't have a camera, though. I mean, I, when I make videos, I just use the camera that's on my computer. That's fine. That just suffice. make sure you're in a bra and panties. And just read what the fuck I tell you to. Okay. What's that glam filter? Like Tommy Lauren for a while had this glam filter on or something. Do I have to use my real name? You might as well. You'll be identified immediately. That's true. Or you could go with uh, Mistress Misanthrope if you wanted to. That's true. Or Lightly Veiled Hooker. Nah, hooker's too harsh of a word. Diana Diana Perodin, the long-lost estranged sister of the Jeez. reputable and distinguished and established Dr. David <laughs> Brings shame to his family. Oh, no. <laughs> I can see a family resemblance. Did you find the motorcycle pick, Cap? No, nah, I didn't. I, I looked. I'm pretty sure it was her. I, I could have I think you imagine that, Aaron. Yeah. yeah. I could have imagined it. I mean, it's possible. I mean, it was quite some time ago. I just, I remember it because it stood out. I'm like, I just, I just friended you or uh, fouled you. And all of a sudden there's a picture of a motorcycle and you're in a boudoir type of uh, motif. I haven't seen a picture of her from cleavage down. So I could, it could be so completely different. I could be wrong. Well, I don't know which. I don't know the pictures that that are available of her. I don't know if any of them are recent. I mean, she had a, she squeezed out a few puppies, so she might have like these big boobies that uh, Anne talked about with her big hangers now down to her knees. For all we know. <laughs> all right. Well, I think I'm going to wrap it up here, guys, uh, so we can all go out and enjoy the night. Uh, I'll get to my other topic later uh, next week because uh, I was glad that we could talk about Catherine Holiday's boobies and killing Anne's cats. <laughs> <laughs> what did we learn exactly? Did we learned. Something? We learned. Let me tell you the takeaway, DT. Yeah, I, I need a takeaway. That you boys should not even waste a second of your time or life following conservative thoughts. Okay. Yes. You should not waste any of your time on 
the social medias, following, commenting. Oh my God, you're right. You shouldn't be buying their books. And that you should be between the Lauren and the Molyneux, uh, between that duet touring, you should be going to tune into the Molyneux. Yes. If you want to expect, because you're not going to get any of these girls. They're, they don't know who you are, they don't care. And if you took that time and invested it towards improving yourself and actually meeting girls in the real world, you might actually meet someone who may not be as good looking as a, as a Tommy Lauren, but is certainly going to be smarter, more uh, intelligent, and actually uh, probably more reliable as well. Probably so, nicer, too. Probably nicer. Actually, maybe maybe possibly even have sex with you. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's no chance of you having sex with Lauren Southern. There is chance having sex with that nice girl down the street who happens to have glasses and maybe doesn't look as hot, but can actually hold up a conversation and doesn't regurgitate and plagiarize talking points from previous intellectual geniuses from the 1700s. <laughs> but but oh. dude, I've, I've, I've left like 10 comments on her last YouTube video. She said, thank you. <laughs> she liked my comment. Saying <laughs> she's beautiful. Oh, I'm getting somewhere. <laughs> I'm getting some tonight. Because, like, Lauren Southern is going to come knocking at your door. Hi, is your name Mortimer Johnson? Oh, my God. Oh, you're Mr. Johnson. Mortimer's in his basement bedroom. Okay. Can you say hi, Mortimer? Here's my vagina. I like the fact you like my comment. Let's have sex. Now we're married. I mean, really, that might, that is that what they think? So you're I think you got a better a chance. chance of winning the Powerball 10 consecutive times in a row than that happening. You probably got a better chance of stumbling over my demented senile cat as she falls out my window. I mean, everybody's that. Uh, yes, Jim Carrey and Dumb and Dumber, right? So you're yeah, saying there's, there's a chance. There's a chance. There's a chance. All right. Someday some lucky guy's going to meet that busload of women and they're going to want to take him home. You guys don't remember that, the last scene? I didn't see the movie. Oh, God. They're on their little scooter and the, the, the bus of whatever, cheerleaders or sorority oh, girls yeah, come that's by. Right. And they ask if like, hey, do you know any guys who want to join us? Like, nope, we don't know any. And the bus takes off. He says, think about that. Someday there'll be two lucky guys and those girls will invite them to come on the bus. And go away. <laughs> that's actually funny. I wish I had seen it. Oh, Dumb and Dumber's worth it. That That's worth it. <laughs> all right let me see here um i'll save the fan mail for later uh, let's do some updates uh the chat youtube is behind about a month on approving monetization so next week i'm going to be going to Streamlabs. if either one of you guys any one of you guys would like to help me test Streamlabs because I'm sick and tired of waiting around for you. Yeah, actually, I need to test mine, too, because I got a big – I can't say who it is, but I got someone big that agreed to come on my channel, and I want to do Streamlabs. All right, cool. Well, how about, John, you and me? I want to get a couple other guys in. We'll just do a a trial run to test the Streamlabs. So that should be up by next week. Um, And that Also, yes, I'm not on Facebook. I'm in Facebook jail, so if you've been trying to get in contact with me, that won't. New email for the Older Brother podcast is olderbrother at yahoo.com. Uh, I think that's it. All right, cool. Anything from you guys? 
I just want to say I, I am going to be interviewing the Beckloft uh, this evening, hopefully, if he doesn't bail Amazing. on me. Yeah. Is that the big uh, to-do celebrity that you were no, talking about? No, 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 no. No, no, offense, no offense to Chris. I'm, I'm just saying <laughs> no, it's, it's, going to be, uh, it's going to be a theme like what we talked about, but it's going to be like him having to deal, you know, overcoming some of the financial challenges he had and also him living in a rural area unlike uh, City Boys. So, Boy, I would love to get in on that and yell at him. Uh, well, okay, you can come in the chat, but don't. No, you know, no, no, no. I'll let. No, I, I. It's called get a Greyhound bus ticket and go to Vegas. That's what it is. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So that, that's that's tonight. So anyone's interested in that, that's uh, that that is tonight at I don't know. I think it's nine thirty Pacific time, twelve thirty Eastern. Cool. And when you get your pigtails in and you bring in Fluffy the cat, <laughs> well, just give to the give to the GoFundMe. I actually do have a YouTube channel. There aren't very many videos on it yet though because um well we're gonna fix I, this i haven't we i only need 133 to be Laura, Lawrence <laughs> obviously that's true that's true I, I probably have almost that many but yeah um my my you can buy my books at amazon, there we go yeah. uh and, and just put ann sturzinger on, on into amazon.com and all kinds of delightful funny shit without me naked in it alas will show up um and uh couple of adventure books I put out, adventure and science fiction books I put out in the past year, and a fitness book called Disaster Fitness. You can go to annsterzinger.com and read some blog posts and find a few more links to that shit. Hey, uh, Ann, did you change the uh, cover to life from the person hanging to something else? Oh, that's a long story. I, it, I didn't officially change it, but to try and get a Kindle ad, I had to boldlerize it because they didn't like the image of the guy hanging and I was trying to get Kindle to let me buy ads from them. And so they, they, they had me put a like shittier cover on just to buy those okay. ads. Cause I was, I was trying to figure out, yeah, if it was like Dude, good eye that you caught that though. Re-released with a different cover or something like that. It, it kind of was, but it wasn't on purpose. And the, the, the guy hanging is the official cover. The, um, they did the same thing, Kindle, like we want to put ads on Amazon's actual page. And I tried to do the black man's guide out of poverty. And my advertisement was, <clears throat> you know, are you black? Are you male? Are you in poverty? Do you want to get out? Then buy this book. And it was capitalized and then buy this book. And they turned it down saying because those letters were capitalized, they, they would have to turn it down. And I'm like, yeah, this sounds like a first date with a girl claims she's bipolar. We're not going to be running ads this way. <laughs> Doc, what do you got? You're gonna come up with uh, the Dirty Doctor YouTube and boost your uh, YouTube following to learn. Yeah, learn yeah learn. you know the, the safety community. It's a hard community to rally. <laughs> <laughs> there must be some really hot chicks in, in that industry, man. Yeah, I'll tell you. Yeah, you gotta have like a hurricane or something like that. Then it kind of comes to life, um, which was pretty pretty funny. I, I interviewed uh, Katie Pashan of the Cajun Navy, and and. For eye candy, Katie was, you know, like late 20s and, and doing all the PR stuff for Cajun Navy. That was quite a quite an interview. Actually, during one part, and I think we kept it in the interview, she's she's sets up her whole system, and, and we're getting ready to record. And I'm like, I said, I can see, like, everything I shouldn't be seeing right now. Like, you've got to sit back and sit more upright and all of this stuff. And <laughs> like, Damn it. Anyway. Wait, so um, you did that in person? No. Well, we Skyped. 
So oh, we, so you could see. Okay. Right, I mean, yeah, literally like a week after the hurricane, and, and she was one of the key people running the Cajun Navy um, communications interface. So she was like in her late 20s, and uh, people would, would put on Facebook, like, I need help at this address, and they take a picture of their house and stuff, and then she would communicate out to the dudes in the boat and whatever, and then they would go out and get them. Um, so Who's we did this interview. Katie Pashan, it's you can go on safetyphd.com and th you know through my videos, but that would have been back with Hurricane Irma and Harvey. What um, that, last I'm, October? I'm just trying to figure out how you spell Kate. I'm just seeing if she's P good looking. P she is, yeah. P E C H O N. Um, Katie Pashan. Yeah. Oh, she is a looker. Yeah, she's not bad. Yeah. So and she. Um, and she was really, really cool. But I mean, it was one of these things where I'm looking at this and I'm like, oh my God, I'm like Katie. I said, I can't, I said, I can't go live until like we get this kind of, you know, figured out. I can't, although that's <laughs> probably recorded yet. I have to go back. I don't know. Hey, I was running real quick. I was, I was running the other night and um, running around uh, the tracks two blocks from my high school and, uh, or two blocks from my house. And all of a sudden this animal's running beside me. And, and I'm thinking, oh, like I have a pretty good idea what's going on. I throw my flashlight back, skunk. It's like running beside me and trying to like kind of merge with me. And I just take off. I'm like, Forrest Gump, Forrest, run, Forrest, run. <laughs> but now like that's happened too often. And I'm afraid I'm just going to, you know, turn a corner and the skunk will be there. And then I'll be like, you know, taking a tomato bath. So wait, I, I don't know. Stalking you. Skunks are running beside you. Yeah, yeah. This thing was like running beside me, and then it was kind of like working its way over to me. So it was, it was maybe about twenty feet away from me, and um, I've had this happen before. Now this is like the fourth time in the last year, so I, I really I can't take the risk anymore of of encountering because I mean, you're running. I mean, if you just you startle it, then you're all you know you're sprayed and then all that stuff. But uh, I throw the flashlight back. And I mean, this thing put on some speed. I mean, I was going pretty good to, to get the hell out of there. Uh, but yeah, that was, that was a few nights ago. Um, well, hang on, anyway. hang on. Well, you, you bring in stories like, oh, yeah, my parents had a bomb shelter and I scared all the old World War II vets. And, and by the way, more about safety. It's like, well, 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 go back. How, how do you have skunks chasing you on a regular basis? Well, they come out on, okay. So what They're they do. Exercising. They're yeah, exercising they, skunks. I'm on the, so the football field, you know, the track is around it. And I think because they irrigate the football field, like the larvae, like the Japanese uh, beetles and stuff come out of the football field and they're always digging, they're rutting up the football field. So th there's woods around the football field. So they, I think they come out at night and the field's been irrigated. So they know they're going to get a meal. So I, I think that's why. No, no, the question, the question was, why the fuck are they chasing you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's like that scene in Rocky Three where they're right. running on the beach <laughs> instead of Apollo Creed. I don't know. Stuff. You know, unless it's because we got cats or something, and it's a scent thing that that they're tuning into, or I don't know what it is. Fan fan club. I don't. I don't know. But honestly, be... well, yeah, it, it's. I'm slipping. The, I I knew it. I instinct. I I just knew. I'd I turned the light back. I'm so like, you but, throw. You throw. Like, did you physically throw the flash out? You just flashed the light on the skunk. I, I just flashed it on the skunk. And then it scares it away? No, no, it didn't deter at all. I just oh. knew what it was, and then it's picking up speed. <laughs> and I'm like, fine. I'm, I'm, I'm just the hell out of there because, you know. It's like aliens. The light turns on. There's the alien, but it's a skunk. <sighs> but, oh, man. Yeah, that, that totally, it totally sucked because, like, you know, I love to run at night. And now, 
the whole the I've had to rethink the whole the whole running at night thing because if the skunks are kind of coming out and feeding right now. <laughs> You know, I can't really find this is great. Really funny. I talk to really myself funny. when I'm running. You know, like a and kind of problem solving. This is exactly solved. why I moved out of Wisconsin. <laughs> These are some really interesting problems that you have. In your life, I gotta say, um, you know, but well, hey, long, long distance running skunks. Uh, wow. Or my, or my neighbor is like, like, guy's got a PhD. He can't figure out a r- end run around that one. But uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> So yeah, hey, safetyphd.com. I got to get a podcast out soon because my uh, Windows 7 computer has been blue screening about twice a day. So I'm going to have to take it into the same uh, lady that fixed my laptop with Windows 7, did a nice job. But I'm going to have to disconnect everything down here and and take it in and she might have to do a fresh install. And oh, I'm just dreading that. But so yeah, I'm going to have to release something in the next day or two and then just get off of this system. You back up your key files? Yeah, yeah. I've I put everything on external, you know, hard drives, and I, it's just a pain in the ass to disconnect all of this stuff, as you probably know. But I've got three monitors running off of this, and you know, the thing has seven hard drives, seven solid state hard drives. Good Lord, what are you doing? So, well, I do. I I was doing some stuff with. Uh, NASA international like China and then yeah some of my clients on the east well yeah I mean either, either bit- that or you're running a really really big kitty porn site I don't know <laughs> or Bitcoin mining or something so yeah it's great it's crazy um, but no I, I mean it, when you do like yeah anything or anything that's courtroom based or stuff like that I mean you've got to have your system where it's it can handle all of that so. Ah, I don't okay. I, re- I record a ton of I, I record a ton of video stuff just for clients, and and not the kind of clients we've been talking about before. But uh, <laughs> yeah, and then I you know have to put it up on on a site with a password, and then you can they can go get it and stuff like that. Cool. Well, I'm glad you can make it tonight, and that your uh, your meeting was postponed till tomorrow. Yeah, I actually got moved to to next Tuesday, but that's that's one of these things you know when you deal with people. They, they they keep changing the dates on you. You got to go with it. So, but yeah, the joys of self employment. DT, what's up? I'm still writing at happynihilist.net. Uh, my most recent post was uh, telling you don't matter. All of you don't matter. So it's very um, it's very uh, happy, I guess, at happynihilist.net. Um, it's been fun so far, and we'll see how it keeps going. Cool. You ever going to bring a podcast or some other media to that or no? Uh, I've been thinking about that. I was thinking about the will to power hour. Um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. But I like that, that post. Huh? I, I liked your post. Oh, great. great. And actually, yeah. um, when I did my driver's license today, I put organ donor. Part of it was because like I had never done it before, but I'm like, why the hell not? Like, I don't. Yeah. I mean. Well, I might have to do a post about organ donation. <laughs> don't, don't, don't uh, check that box on organ donation. I agree with George Carlin on that one. So, <laughs> I'll don't wow. when I'm in a Republican neighborhood, then I'll put the donate organ. But if I'm in the state of Minnesota, chances are it's going to go to a leftist. So fuck them. I, I like George Carlin. George Carlin's like, you check that box and you get brought into the hospital. You think they're going to try to save your life? No fucking way, man. They're looking for parts. They're looking for parts. Oh, look, we got this here. Oh, I don't know. It's, 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 yeah. I mean, 
that's the cynical way of looking at it. That's or the humorous way. Of it. But it's well, funny. I mean, if you're, if you're gone, quick... you're gone. You should help. I mean, if you're going to die, you might as well help somebody live. I mean, that's. No, I, have a, I have a friend of mine that uh, she a few years ago, she actually had a double transplant, a, a kidney and a pancreas. So I'm kind of, you know, I'm really happy she's alive because she's a good person. You know? Right. Right. I, th- I think it's it, it's just if you trust whether people are going to actually try to save your life or not. And, right, yeah. and that's that that's the question you have to answer is, do you uh, do you trust doctors enough? to do everything possible to save your life before donating your organs. I would hope that that's true. Um, but I, uh, uh, that it is a question that does well, require that's some good, faith. That's a good so. question. Yeah. Do, do they even know though? Like they're not saying, Hey, whoa, wait, is he an organ donor? I think they're usually like, let's get his heart well, stabilized or something like that. I think they know. I think they, anybody they that's, yeah, they know. Yeah. I've, yeah, I've, they, they actually treat it different. Like, um, I've been involved. Well, not spreading this rumor now. No one's going to donate a fucking organ and be responsible for someone who dies of kidney and heart failure. Right. What were you saying, Doc? Oh, but they'll, they'll take the body and and they'll they'll cool the body uh, quicker during you know surgeries and, and things like that if they know organ donation is on the the table um, as as a possible outcome. And so. even if you're not an organ donor, I mean, they do try to convince you to convince the next of kin um, if 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 all is lost. So I think they do treat, I mean, they try to, they try to, I think they try to save whatever they can, no matter what. So if we can't keep you, we'll keep your parts. Yeah. Circle the parts. Well, think about it this way for all you atheists out there, uh, organ donation may be your only shot at immortality or at least living past your expiration date. (laughs) And if you watch enough horror movies, you might actually have some influence. (laughs) Yeah. So I got the heart of a killer. Oh my God. (laughs) All right. Well, on that happy note that won't give little children nightmares, it's the happy nihilist. That's exactly it. It's the happy nihilist. nihilist. Reminds me of the black mirror. We will just give you nightmares. So, uh, we will bid everyone adieu. Thanks for coming on the show, guys. We'll go through. I will need your advice next week when uh, we will read a rejected asshole consulting email letter because it touches on a topic that is elderly brotherly advice and a bit of a lesson we got to spread to all the young boys out there and girls. So, Anne, hopefully you'll be around for that one because I do want to have a, a female's opinion uh, on that. Uh, but we will see all you guys later. Toodles. Great. Thank you.